Richard B., a patron of Sly Flourish, asks, Do you have any advice for a fairly new DM about going through a published adventure and making alterations to make it work for the group? I sometimes hear about things needing a fix, but I have no idea how to do it. That's a really fantastic question, and for some of us who have been playing for a long time, it's easy to forget that we that not everybody knows exactly how to customize an adventure. So the first thing to know when customizing an adventure is that nothing is sacred. Once you've purchased that book, once it's in your hands, you are responsible for turning it into a good, fun game for your group, and you have full authority to change any single thing in the adventure in order to support what you want from it and what, you're, what you want to do to make it fun for your group. Nothing is sacred. If you only take the cover of the adventure, the artwork from the cover, and you build your whole own campaign around the artwork from that cover and use nothing else from it, you are still using it in a proper way. So you can really use any part of a campaign any way that you want. Maybe you only use the maps for locations that you th drop into your own home campaign. Maybe you grab some interesting NPCs that you like. Maybe you grab the central theme of the campaign, but you throw out most of the arc that exists in the campaign itself. Whatever you're using, you're using it correctly. If it works for you, it's working. So feel free to change or throw away any part of the campaign that doesn't really resonate with you or that you don't really want to use in your campaign and use everything you have however you want to use it in order to support the campaign you want to run. That said, there's a few common ways that you can customize an adventure to really make it work well for your group. The first thing is to customize it around the characters. There's actually two angles you can take with this. One is, during your session zero, you can sit down with the players before they've built their characters and explain to them the theme of the campaign and what kind of characters are going to work really well. I'm a big fan of sitting down with them and giving them a single line that explains how their characters can get involved in the theme of the campaign. For example, in Descent into Avernus, you want to make it clear that the characters are there to support El Terrell, Rhea Mantelmorn, and the Hellriders. It's a great way to tie them to the main theme of the campaign. If you're running Rime of the Frostmaiden, you want to say you and your friends are working together to help the people of Ten Town survive the Endless Night. You want to wire in the main theme of the campaign into character creation so every character has a good reason to run in that campaign. Now on the flip side, you can change a whole lot of the campaign to support those characters. Major NPCs can become relations of the characters. Maybe it's your brother that's on board the It Ascendant. Or maybe it's your cousin who's actually turned into one of the villains in Horde of the Dragon Queen. So you can definitely tailor the adventure around the characters by tying the NPCs to the characters through some other kind of relation. Mentors, brothers and sisters, veterans of a war. What are the ties that connect the characters to the NPCs? And you can really start with what are the ties that connect the NPCs to the character? And that way you can say, like, you know, you've met this person before. They're a member of your Goliath tribe in, in Icewind Dale. You can also tie them to locations. Right? Maybe they're very familiar with certain locations that show up, and so they have a lot of history about what that location is like or why it's there, and they get to explore it. The players get to explore the location through the eyes of their character who already knows about it. Another big way to customize adventures is, is to tune the encounters themselves, and you can do this in a couple of different ways, mostly for pacing and for beats. A lot of times you'll read an adventure and there might be room after room after room of, of monsters that they have to fight. And you think like, well, I got to run three encounters in a row with a lot of monsters. Well, guess what? You don't. You can change the type of monster or the number of monsters in any given room, maybe re removing them completely if they don't seem to fit. So if you feel like your characters have fought in a whole lot of big battles, it's perfectly fine to remove a bunch of monsters from the next fight. So maybe instead of finding six Sahuagin in a great big hall, they instead only find two. Right? Maybe instead of a 12 bandits that are all at a mess hall together, maybe there's only one drunken bandit with his head lying down on the table. You can change the encounters however you want to suit the pacing and to suit the beats of the game. Your goal is to, is to make sure that the characters are not getting overwhelmed with too many fights or that they're not having too easy a time with it. 
too easy a time and they get bored, too overwhelming and they get frustrated. So you constantly want to be oscillating the beats of hard situation, easy situation, hard situation, easy situation, or good thing happened, bad thing happened, good things happened, bad things happened. So I've talked before about the dials of monster difficulty, and you can tune all of the encounters in a published campaign setting using these dials. Those dials include the hit points of a monster, the number of attacks that a monster has, the amount of damage that they inflict, and the number of monsters in an encounter. Uh, that last one is the one that you can tune before the battle starts. And then the other ones you can kind of tweak, not all the time, but if you really feel like it will suit the fun of the game to either increase or decrease any of these things, you should feel free to do so in order to support the fun of the game and the current pace of the game. Another way you could customize published adventures is by either adding your own subquests or removing quests that you don't really like in the adventure itself. And there's lots of ways to do this. A lot of times while you're reading an adventure, you're going to get ideas. You're going to look and say, ooh, it'd be really cool if this happened. Well, if it was really cool, go ahead and add that in. Feel free to add your own new villains, your own new quests, anything that you want to add that'll make it more interesting and more fun, particularly things that are built around the characters and what their drives are. And then likewise, you might look at things and go, wow, I really don't like that, or that doesn't really seem like a lot of fun. And you can go ahead and rip that out and, and remove it completely. Sometimes those quests might have things that you need in order for the main campaign to go forward, some kind of object or piece of information the characters are required to have in order to move forward. Go ahead and move it to a new place. Move it to a new NPC, move it to a new location, move it to the new quest that you created. You have the freedom to change the entire plot of the adventure to fit whatever you want to add or whatever you want to remove. So the main thing is to recognize that no campaign adventure is sacred. Just because it's written in the text doesn't mean you have to run it that way. In fact, you probably shouldn't run it that way because it's not necessarily how you and your group are really going to enjoy the campaign. Once you've purchased a published campaign adventure, it's really up to you to take it, read it, digest what you like, use what helps you run the fun game, and omit the things that don't. It's your book at that point, and you can use it however you want. There is no sacred text. There is no running it correctly. The only correct way to run a published adventure is to make sure it's fun for both you and your group. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, you can help me out in four different ways. One, you can subscribe to the Sly Flourish newsletter. Two, you can support me directly on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash slyflourish and becoming a patron of Sly Flourish. Three, you can subscribe to my videos on YouTube. Or four, you can pick up any of my books, including Return of the Lazy Dungeon Master or the Lazy DM's Workbook. Thank you very much and have a great day.